Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to the Scott and Jai Show on Radio X. Giddy up. Where we are all about lending an ear. Trying to move Tell on, Tell me mate. how you really feel. I love you, mate. I love you. No matter which way you go. Look. Sharing stories. But no, I have ended up in the emergency room after with a broken... And helping each other out. Called you, big fella. Yeah, call- said we need to go look around the town. Called for reinforcement. Yeah. That's the way. Brilliant. My new boss will probably be listening and going, thanks, Jai. Join us every Sunday at 10 a.m., Live on air. Catch the highlights 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. weeknights. The podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. So hit that subscribe button and join the conversation. We are all about mates helping mates. So whether you're battling the black dog or just need a friendly chat, this is the place to be. The phone number is 074994 or connect with us on social media at The Scott and Jai Show. We want to hear your story because, remember, it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it ain't weak to speak. So come on, join us for some good yarns. Quick side note, I love the dirty mo. Oh, I love it too. What does mum say? There's no dry here, mate. Hang it out. Laughs. Oh, but it was. It's quiet at home. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe even a few tears. Let's tackle life together, one story at a time. Because together, we can make a difference. This is The Scott and Jai Show, where everyone's story matters. I begin today by acknowledging the Durumble people, traditional custodians of the land on which we meet here today. We pay our respect to the elders, past, present and emerging. I extend that respect to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people here today, which their land we live on. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Yeah, well, yeah. Help. Oh, there we go. Tequila shots all around. Tequila, tequila shots? Tequila makes my clothes come off. Oh, look, mate, it happens to the best of us when we meet people we love. <laughs> That's a big so excited. I have never seen a grown man turn to water. Hey, what? That brought tears to my eyes talking about Big H. Yeah. Every Sunday. Yeah, every Sunday. Oh, I can't wait. You know, it's slowly getting bigger. You guys um, are like a will. pair of giggling schoolgirls. No, you really are. I just want to let everyone know that it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it ain't weak to speak. Welcome to Scott and Joe Show. Well, good morning, everybody. Today is the 31st of December, 2023, the last podcast of the year. Uh, I'm Scott, just me here today. We're going through and playing the best bits of the podcast for the week. Uh, We go back and have a look at the very first podcast. Um, the time Jai had some Broncos chat. We look at uh, previous news of the week, including uh, why Hard Solo is changing their name. Um, we also look at some news that we shared with the girls, probably an inappropriate story, and we go back and look at that cow story. Uh, I think Jai wanted to hear that story again. So thank you for listening to the Scott and Jai Show Mates Helping Mates podcast. We are back in 2024. 
So please uh, download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from um, and follow us on social media, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Scott and Jai Show. All right, let's get straight into it. Uh, Let's get into the best bits. I hope you enjoy uh, and... Sorry, I hope you all enjoy uh, the best bits and have a happy new year. And we are both back live um, on the 7th of January 2024. I begin today by acknowledging the Durumble people. Might hold five the right button, You're listening eh? to the best of the Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. We made it. Good morning. Morning, mate. How are you this morning? Good. Happy Here. Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the dads, stepdads, mums that are dads, soon-to-be dads, and dads that aren't here with us anymore. Anything exciting Father's Day, mate? Not really. Not for me, anyway. I might knock out to the old lady's place later and say Happy Father's Day to my um, stepdad. Helped our family out a lot, but other than that, nothing special. Uh, we've got a Father's Day lunch. Yeah, your kids and the miso are taking you out for lunch, which is really nice. And then um, I'm going to ring my dad. Well, I was going to call him when I woke up this morning. However, it was five o'clock in Perth. Oh, yep, the time difference. Yeah, seven yep. o'clock over here. So I'm sure he would have appreciated that very much. A five o'clock wake up? Yeah. Mm, I don't think so somehow. So welcome to the Scott and Jai podcast. Um, we have created this podcast because we want to hear your stories. We want to hear everyone's story from all walks of life. The drive for for both Jai and I to make this podcast. Oh, I think the drive to make this podcast for me would be uh, changing the stigma with mental health is um, a big thing for me. Uh, something you know I've suffered myself with over the years, dealing with mental health and having to go to counsellors and. You know, realising that talking to someone sometimes does help, whether it's a counsellor or a mate. But yeah, I I think the big thing was, as I was telling you the other night, be, what, 10, I've lost 8 friends in 10 years to suicide. You know, it's a shit feeling hearing about anybody taking their own life, but when it's someone close to you, you know, it hits a bit closer to home, and I do, which you're a part of too, I work with a group of mates that do um, charity events, and we ride from Rockhampton, Central Queensland, all the way to Airlie, and we're doing that ride actually next year. So I, I think for me, putting this podcast out there is an opportunity for people people to come on and have a chat to us and tell us their story and how they got through everything and what what did they use to help themselves and hopefully people can jump on and you know they can utilize this platform to listen to and maybe take some tips off other people that are going gone through similar situations to them and themselves Absolutely. And so we have an email address set up. It's Scott and Jai Podcast, all one word, at Outlook.au. We also have a Facebook pod. pod. We are looking at doing live pod on YouTube um, later on down the track. Just as our technology grows, like it took a little bit to get all of this together. Yeah. Um, it's been one one heck of a week, I guess. We're trying to put all this together. In between working our own jobs as well. Working our own jobs, family, partners. I'm actually glad that we're here today putting this all together so we can get this platform started. And we want to hear from you guys, email, Facebook. Um, hopefully we can get some more social media going again and this, all this stuff takes time. 
Yeah, I, I think over time, well, it's like anything really, everything takes time. Uh, but, you know, we're both planning on doing this for the long run. It's not just a five-minute project that we've thought about and we'll like give it a shot and then give up. We're obviously in it for the long run and looking at um, different avenues to evolve and make it bigger. And Every Sunday, 10 a.m. Yeah, every Sunday, 10 a.m. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I, I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, I was looking forward to starting this journey and I'm looking forward to see where this um, journey takes us, mate. Like, mm. the sky's the limit with stuff like this. And this kind of um, technology wasn't around, you know, even 10 years ago where people could, no. 10, 20 years ago put this stuff out there for people to utilise and do. And sometimes people prefer to hear someone else's story and it helps them because they're hearing someone go through something that they're experiencing and might just give them, you know, that little bit of a push of motivation or, you know, be like, shit, I, I, I get what this fella's saying. You're listening to the best of the Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. It's Scott and Jai's News of the Week. Before I take away the news... You got any news in your life, mate? Well, <coughs> a- anything you want to share that you saw in the news? Um, what have I seen in the news? Nothing you've seen in the news? I've seen something in the news I was not happy about. Um, nah, well, I can't say I've actually <laughs> watched the news this week. Well, here, I'll give you some news. <laughs> Here we go. The alcoholic version of Solo, called Hard Solo, will change its name following an official complaint. The previous ruling deemed the product name unacceptable. Acceptable, rather. But the decision has been reversed over fears that the name appeals to minors. The Australian manufacturer says it is disappointed but accepts the decision and will rename the drink Hard Rated by February next year. Scandals. That was in the news this week. (laughs) What an absolute joke. Like, it's hard solo. The solo, hard solo. <laughs> like, it's just, what is the country coming to? Let people name whatever they want to name their drinks. If it's hard solo or hard Fonzie. I did hear in one uh, one news segment uh, over oh, the last go. few days that apparently kids were getting confused about the name. Look, I'm sorry. How do you get confused between solo and hard solo? Different coloured cans, different words. I even put the kids to the test. I said to them, "Do you kids, do you drink hard solo? And they said, no, that's just for adults. We drink the soft solo, the yellow can. Yeah, exactly. Like It's just, it, to be honest, it's just a public f***ing display of control. Excuse me, I'm on fire today. Oh... I got my first whistle. Get your first one. Call me Ronaldo. You got your first whistle. Hey, you missed church for one day and you've dropped an F-bomb. I know. I was actually really, like, um, I wouldn't say disappointed, but, like, sad that I couldn't make it this morning because um, I've really been enjoying the experience behind going to church and learning more and... Um, I actually caught up with our pastor, uh, Pastor Brian, um, through the week, actually, and we had lunch at the boathouse, um, and it was really nice, like, caught up, talked about a lot, um, and I really wanted to make it, um, to church today, but 
because I'm leaving for my new job tomorrow, I've just got so much to make sure that um, is done. Like, I've packed my work bag, I've packed my normal clothes bag. Well, I've... before you keep talking, actually, let's um, just get the segment kicked off, shall we? Hey, whoa, that's another one. Listening to the best of the Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. Good morning. Morning, mate. How are we this morning? Better than you. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> my team won last night, so I'm pretty stoked. Uh, what it was a, a good night. game, though. It was a good game. Really good game. Good game. I think the Broncos just played a lot faster and had a bit more stamina towards the end. Absolutely. And well-deserved. Well-deserved. Either team, but no, the Broncos definitely well-deserved. So you're listening to the Scott and Jai podcast. It is the Mates Helping Mates. Every Sunday. Uh, today we have uh, Chris coming in to tell us his story. That'll kick off shortly. Jai has got a lot on his mind today. We're winding him up before the podcast. Oh, look, mate, it's been a week. One of the things that have annoyed me the most this week, I've almost been in three car accidents due to people not being able to f-ing see a big red <laughs> sign that says stop. And driving straight through it. Like, it just f***ing grinds my gear. If you don't know how to f***ing drive, hang the keys up, sell your car, oh, and hold buy that an electric scooter. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that segment very shortly. Uh, but today in history. Today in history. Today is Sunday the 24th of September. The Honda Motor Company was created or founded uh, there you in go. Japan. Konnichiwa. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Seuss died on this day today, on the 24th of September. You know who Dr. Seuss is, right? I have no idea. Green Eggs and Ham? No. You'd never read a Dr. Seuss book? Oh, actually, yeah, I think yeah, it might have gr- been school. Yep, green Eggs and Ham. And um, a famous guy called F. Scott Fitzgerald uh, was born on this day, September the 24th. Do you even know who that is? No. No? Oh, really? Um... Can either of you tell me who wrote The Great Gatsby? Judy Bloom? F. Scott Fitzgerald. Who's that? The author. Well, why are you saying f- him? What? You just said F. Scott Fitzgerald. What, what did Scott Fitzgerald do to you? Yeah. No, that's his first name. His name's f- Scott Fitzgerald? What? No! Well, then what's the F stand for? Francis. No, it's gotta be f- It must be, gotta f- be f- It yeah. has to be f- Why the hell would it be f- Well, because otherwise, why wouldn't he just say it? Yeah, he's hiding something. It's f- Come on, read between His the lines, Sam. It's, f- <laughs> it's completely insane. You guys are idiots. Scott and Jai, what's on your mind this week? Ah, uh, Jai, floor is yours. Carry on with your, um, the cars. Oh, mate, it's just f- <laughs> It grinds my gears, like, you know, there's nothing worse, and my luck is pretty bad, like... People that drive through stop signs, but yet I'm a couple of k's over speed limit, I get a speeding fine. But yet the police are never there when these old dickheads just drive straight through a stop sign and then have the audacity to toot their horn and throw their hands up in the air. Like, mate, it's red with bright white lighting that says stop. You're listening to the best of the Scott and Jai show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. The boys will be back the 7th of January, 2024. Uh, that uh, popped up um, this week on Facebook that I wanted to 
bring to the table was two things. One was a funny part, so we're going to do some um, rugby league chat right about now. Rugby league, yeah. Rugby league. Um, the first one is Michael Maguire. Uh, Michael, Michael Maguire. Match. They call him that. He was the Kiwis coach. He's now the New South Wales coach uh, for Origin. That was announced this week. How exciting! Don't know if New South Wales is still going to beat Queensland, but see how they go under Madge. Um, the second part of um, rugby league chat um, was it pun? I just farted. Oh, g'day. Oh, great. With the air conditioning on, it's just going to it's just going to reek. You know, before I get into this part, the serious part, you know, I'm still laughing at what happened um, on Monday when you and I went for a a drive in the truck. We went to a place called Boindale? Boindale. I don't know. It was in the middle of nowhere. It was about an hour out, outside of Gladstone West. And, um... Every time you do that, i just got to do the old... um, we were going out west, and I don't know what what on earth you had for dinner the night before, but um, if you've ever heard of the, a thing called sulfur farts, Jai is, was the the man of sulfur farts, the king, the king of sulfur farts. So the way I described it was, if you've ever been to Rotorua, that's what it smelled inside it wasn't the truck even that bad, for four yeah. hours. Not bad. We had to wind our windows down multiple yeah, but times. Like- I've smelled some of your farts over the years, mate. And they are, like, I remember one Christmas you farted and we all were at the front oh, of the that was, that was a perler. I'll never have, forget what that. Did we have? When well, we, no, it was kebabs. We, it? Yeah, we'd gone to Yapoon to pick up Christmas parents. Uh, Christmas parents? parents? Christmas presents. Um, and we, while we were waiting for the click and collect, you and I went and had kebabs. And then that night, while we were um, banned off kebabs, because I dropped, dropped a bomb and I swear to God, the paint. Came off the, yeah. came off the. It wall. was bad. Like, How good? I'm, I'm pretty like solid at handling most smells, um, but that like just made me spew. Like it was wrong in so many ways. Mine aren't that bad. Oh, that on Monday they were horrid. You didn't even. I don't get know it. what it was. Chicken? Did you have chicken or pork? Pork farts. Lamb. No, no. no uh, I think it was honestly my body trying to still get rid of the camp food that I. Ate. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I tell you that bathroom wasn't looking real pretty prior um, that morning either when I went in there to drop the kids off. <laughs> drop the kids, drop the, the kids Cos- off at the pool. I don't know if I should say this, so I should get the ref whistle there. But you dropped the Cosby's off at the pool. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyway, serious, serious time. <laughs> Come on, mate. Anyway, um, so back to um, rugby league chat. Um, as I was cruising through news.com.au, I was. I was a little bit sad when I read this post um, uh-huh. about Kieran Foran. So Kieran Foran plays for the Kiwis, and he's all, he used to play for Manly, yeah, and, and the then Knights. he and the Knights, and yeah. now he's with the Gold Coast Titans with, yeah. with Hasler team in general. But anyway, see how they go this next year under uh, Hazzy. But I look, I don't even agree with that. Yeah. Anyway, that's not the the focus. Continue. Back sorry, sorry rugby league. Um, if I can press that button one more time, I'm going to delete this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you thre- when I while we were doing the dump, you did say, "Listen here, I'll throw the headphones at you if you do that to me again." Mm. Anyway, um, don't you like it? Don't you like my rug- rugby league? I know it's good. Anyway, um, Kieran Foran, 
Yep. Um, and his wife suffered uh, a big loss last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they want to do all they can to prevent others going through this horrific experience. What was the experience? So Karen Foran's stepson um, took his own life at the age of 20 while staying with his grandparents on, in New South Wales. It came at a time when the family was celebrating one of the high points of Karen's career. Um, they'd, just, they'd just been over in New Zealand... Mm-hmm. Um, playing his part uh, for the Kiwis. Um, and his stepson had sent him a text and said, uh, F yeah, well done, Fozzy. Um, I guess that was his nickname. And then, um, yeah, on returning to Australia from Auckland to commence a family holiday the following day, um, Kieran took a phone call um, from his in-laws um, and their whole lives changed forever, ever. So this, this 20-year-old stepson... Um, took his own life, and Karen and his wife, um, one opened up uh, about their about their experience, yep. and they want to get out there. I guess the important the importance um, of suicide, and you know, someone taking their own life at just twenty years old is is tragic. Oh, it's tragic. yeah, your life hasn't even really begun yet. And um, we were having a chat about that last night. Um, and quite often we talk about yeah. that sort of, you know, not just for content on our podcast, but John and I are very open about talking about all that stuff. And, you know, you you yourself have been in that position where there's nowhere else to turn. And yeah. you go down that dark path and, um, yeah, there's no way back in that sense of that's the only option that you've got. Mm. Um it's not always that the the option that you've got. Um, there are so many things you can do before you get to that point, um, and hence why you know we've we've established this podcast. It's about mates helping mates, and if you if you you've got the black dog there, download the podcast, listen to two blokes talking shit, sharing stories, because that will change your mindset. Yeah, well, I think part of last night's conversation was, um, I was explaining to you, because um, I think a lot of people see it as a very selfish thing to do. Um, yeah. In a sense, it is for the people that have to suffer your loss. Um, I don't really agree with the term selfish, um, because I guess coming from someone that's uh, attempted suicide twice in my life. Yep. Um, as a young kid, uh, 15 and 16, I think it is. And, um, I guess for me, when I look at that, as I was saying to you last night, I remember both times. Um, and I remember how sickly happily, um, I was that, um, with the situa- situation that I was facing at that point in my life, um, I was, I guess, happy that everything that I was going through um, with the head noise and um, the environment that I was living in at that point in time in my life, that um, I was quite content that it was going to be all over. You know what I mean? Um, And so, yeah, look, I've lost eight. Eight mates um, made it to eight this year. Some of these shouldn't have to celebrate, but 
eight friends to suicide. Yeah, it's not one um, of those milestones that you, you want to celebrate, is it? No, not at all. But, you know, at the same point, I guess it drives you and you've just got to utilise that fuel to keep pushing forward. And um, it's a hard thing for me to talk about because I understand what it's like to be in that headspace. Um, and that headspace is a very scary place to be in. Um, you know, but, uh, it was, what did my, my partner said last night while we were having this conversation, she was like, well, she it does join us on this podcast, yeah. so Serena, yep. Um, she said that, um, I'd never let you get back in that headspace again. Mm. And like, I pulled her up as politely as you can and I just said, look, it's, it's one of them things that you can't, can't really say that you you're never going to let someone get in that headspace again. Um, because, especially men, um, the history behind men and mental health and um, the head noise and everything, um, we're really taught to stay quiet about it um, when it's happening. Um, I think it's something I know myself when it happens. I, um, I'm i pretty open about it, but I still um, am very ashamed of it. Um, and I just try to move on and push it push it back down, um, but it's something that you can't guarantee someone, you know, like, you can't, oh, like, I couldn't guarantee to you, like, mate, I'll be, be mate for the rest of your life, but, um, and I'll never let you get, go through that, but you can't, it could be the smallest thing that triggers something that triggers something from, you know, years ago, mm. um, and I think, yeah, it, it's a, it's a hard thing, and I'd never, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, um, to have to suffer in silence um, to the point that you decide to take your life. But, yeah, well, I think it's an amazing thing that what him and his wife are doing, um, especially because he's got that platform there. Absolutely. Um, being an NRL star and um, playing for New Zealand and playing for teams in Australia, I think it's a massive platform and there's um, a lot you can achieve with already having a well-built platform. It's um, a lot easier than starting from the ground up, trying to build a platform. And what's the space? I mean, it'll be a big focus for him next year. You know, it's why he goes in and plays games. And, you know, it will be talked about, I can guarantee you, all through next year's NRL season. Yeah. Um, Which is great. I think, too, like, I've heard a lot of um, celebrities talk about, like, oh, they're passionate about mental health. Make sure if you're going to say something like that, that you... You do something about it. Mm. Like if you've got the money or you've got the tools or the platform to utilise that to your advantage to help educate people around mental health, 100% like um, utilise that. I would love to get him on this podcast, but I don't know how hard that would be. That's something you can focus on. We could try try and do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I... Um, yeah, that's really good that he's doing that. Really sad that, you know, that's the way your stepson felt. Um, it makes you wonder, you know. Like, I couldn't imagine being a parent. Um, regardless, like, I take my hat off to any step-parent. I see my stepdad as my dad, so... Um, they obviously had a very, very tight relationship. You yeah. Know, sending him a text the, while he's playing, you know, um, a big game like that, you know. Yes. Yeah. So, I yeah, I couldn't imagine as a parent... Or a step-parent, would it be like trying to understand why um, your child would feel like um, they couldn't reach out to you and be like, look, I'm really struggling. But mm. 
I, again, it comes down to that whole stigma, and it's, it's, it's not the easiest thing to understand. Um, there's studies out there about it, but, you know, every everybody's noise is different. That's right. Not every situation is the same. It's, nah. You know, there's no... Yes, there is a there is a textbook to it, but you've got to treat every situation as a unique situation mm. for the, like you're dealing with it you for the first what, time. One, th- one thing like I found, like, um, I used to be... On Facebook was a big thing. I used to post everything on Facebook um, about my life. Um, and I just... Um, now, I don't post anything about my day on Snapchat or anything. Um, the only, most probably, social media stuff I really do now would be for our podcast. Yep. I, um... I just I don't need other people feeling like they can they need to um, see what's happening in my life um, because the more people know the more opinionated people feel like they can be. Not that anybody's opinion really like, only really matters to me if I validate that opinion. Um, that's a big thing. I think anybody needs to um, have a look into the uh, what is it. The aunt, um, what's his last name? The SAS. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't think of it, but I have heard oh, of it, I'm yeah. having a mind black right now. Um, but yeah, he has a few books, and one of the things he said in his book is the biggest thing I learned being um, a special ops soldier um, and trying to, when I was home, spending that time with my family and maintaining them relationships with my wife and rah 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 was... Um, stopping validating people's opinions that didn't really matter. Mm. And I think the moment you do that, right, is um, you, you kind of take that, just that extra pressure. It's it's one thing out of the box that that's not just coming down because when you're going through a tough time and you've got, you know, Joe Bloggs opinion and Henry from down the street. and can be and, very overwhelming. Yeah, like, and it's just not needed. So once you stop vali- like validating people's Opinions don't that don't matter to you. It's that extra little ten percent of pressure taken away from that box. That's you know box is already full, mm. and then that, you've got that extra ten percent of people's opinions because you're validating. So the moment I think when you validate someone's opinion, you you're taking it on board, right? So that like to me, that's what validation is. So if you say, "Oh, mate, look, I, I really think you're doing this wrong," and because you're my best man, I'm obviously going to take take that on board and I'll be like alright so how do we do this better what, what are we doing wrong what am I doing wrong um, and how would you go about it that's me validating what you're saying your opinion I'm validating your opinion to my situation mm. now that's fine with me but what I will not validate is someone that I hear from maybe once or twice a month or a year yeah, yeah a year um, or someone that thinks that we're friends because we're Facebook friends um, I will not validate that person's opinion because realistically most people don't want to see you happy or succeed so it's like owning a business when you're going hard and you're succeeding it's three people that are like they're celebrating but in the background they're the ones talking shit about you and because they're they're not happy that you're happy that's it you know, so it's, um, there's a big thing I learnt around mental health was stop validating everybody's opinions. Um, and yeah, 
So I've, I've suffered. I've done the medication thing. I don't agree with the medication. Um, it makes you numb and it doesn't help. Big H talked about the uh, the medication thing. Yeah, 100%. So, like, you know, I could really relate to what he was saying about that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, for me, it, it helps some people. Um, and uh, Big H said that too, you know. It does help some people, but for me, um, I like to say really um, mind and body mm. with what's going on with my brain. Um, and it's been going around for years. It just wasn't talked about. You know, when everybody goes, oh, back in my day, you know. I love that you know, word, it, back it, in it my was, day. Yeah, it's so I, ru- sh- I was a told to rub to dirt on it. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, 30, 40, 50 years ago, there were people that took their own lives. You just didn't hear about it because it wasn't an important subject to people. That's right. And then over time and decades, we've started to realise how many people are taking their lives to suicide and, oh, shit, maybe we should do something about this. Maybe we should chuck some money into, like, getting studies done around why people are doing this and why why that. People did have mental health issues 50, 100 years ago. It's been around for years. Men just didn't talk about it. We're just dealing with it now. Just real quick before we move on, I've just got to play this little... If you're feeling affected by this content, you can call Beyond Blue on 1300 224... 636 Lifeline on 131 114 or Men's Line Australia on 1300 789 978 So I might keep it legal and all that jazz Yeah Yes Alright we will take a break We'll be back with Jai's story Um and don't forget to download the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts, or you can go to our Facebook page at The Scott and Jai Show. Follow the link, and thanks to Acast for distributing our podcast. Um, just a quick side note before we have a quick break. Um, shout out to those listeners in Belgium, Australia, France, India, the UK, and the United States. Um, we had uh, family members from the UK uh of myself um, comment um, and share so please like and share no matter where you are <laughs> I wish damn it I wish I had the phone ready to go for that thank you everybody for your love you're listening to the best of the Scott and Jai show mates helping mates podcast the boys will be back the 7th of January 2024 so the researchers have researched uh and we've come up with a story. This that sucks and disappeared on me. Um, we'll have to sack the researchers. We we'll have to sack the researchers. But now, this story, I can assure you, is not about uh, anyone's downstairs. Uh, I just have to look it up again. Yeah, there it is. Hey, it's not the rooster, it's it. not the sheep, must be a cow. It is, it's the cows. I'll read you the headline. A man who was caught having sex with a cow after farmer set up surveillance suspecting his herd was being interfered with when calves kept dying is <laughs> <laughs> spared jail. So filthy. Tried to read this story uh, to you and not laugh, but I couldn't help myself. Um... So a depraved pervert who was caught sneaking into a cow shed 
and having sex with a calf after a farmer set up surveillance has avoided avoided jail. Do you think that he, you should really call him a pervert though? Like, is it the same thing? Like a pervert to Lo- a cow? Like, he loves the beef. Yeah, well, it's not really a pervert, is it? It's bestiality. Still disgusting. Still, anyway, it's disgusting. Yes. Like personally, I wouldn't do it. The farmer Ian found. We'll name the gentleman Liam Brown of 25 years old. Uh, <laughs> caught him with his trousers down, hands on either side of the calf, and his hips moving backwards and forwards. Um, that's, that's so wrong. Mr. Brown had triggered the, an alarm in the early hours of the night and ran off from the cattle farm in Burton. Okay, yeah, that's in the UK. He jumped several gates and only had to land at another cow pen where he was trampled on by the animals. He was caught crying on the ground by the farmer whose family have owned the farm for 144 years. Uh, that's Brown's, pretty impressive, though. That's a few families. Yeah. Well, his dad worked on the farm as a tractor driver for the, for the, the last 17 years. The, 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 the fella, Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. Uh, anyway, it just gets worse. Um, a DNA sample was taken from the calf, uh, which proved... Um, uh, which had taken place on June 12 last year. Was it, like, when he did it, was it in, the, like, you know, like, the two holes? And well, I don't... Well, uh, well, let's find out. Because, obviously, like, cows can't douche or anything, so... Mr. Brown admitted the offence, and he said he felt <laughs> shamed and embarrassed. He was ordered to pay the farmer $600 in compensation by a judge who called this very alarming... Bizarre be and a worrying case. All them other cows that died unexpectedly. <laughs> just got, with, got filled with semen. Oh, the farmer uh, suspected his cows were being interfered with sexually uh, for some time, as there had been a number of suspicious incidents before. Poor uh, Bambi. <laughs> They found oh, they found surgical gloves and items of clothing left behind oh, several so he, young He wore cars. his PPE. Yeah, he wore his PPE. And died in unexplained circumstances. The farmer and his wife, uh, son and daughter, devised a plan to catch the pervert and installed CCTV footage. So there's footage of it. Um, I wonder if the farmer like, re-watches it. That's disgusting. That's that's disgusting. <laughs> that's disgusting. I thought that story was bad, but that was just the that was an abomination. Hey, you gotta think about it, like <coughs> Yeah. I don't know, like I just I don't understand how someone's like you go and touch little Jojo and fucking Bambi and Bambi's the deer. Yeah, well, What's yeah. Jojo? Jojo's a little cow. It's like right. a TV show. Huh. Yeah. Oh, Jojo. Not Jojo. <laughs> anyway, I hopefully that news story has put a smile on someone's face today. I hope Jojo's all right. Yeah. Oh, look, he was... He missed jail, had to pay $600 that's in compensation. Wrong, you should at least be... Nah. That's almost as, um... Yeah, I've got no words for <laughs> Mr. Brown. Just hope he didn't stick it's it Mr. In. Brown? Yeah, His name's very close to... Brown. His name is yeah. called Liam Brown. I wonder whether, like, your long-lost relatives, like, went brown and you went, you're, you took over the brown ink. You're listening to the best of The Scott and Jai Show.
Mates Helping Mates podcast. The boys will be back the 7th of January, 2024. It's Scott and Jai's News of the Week. All right, brace yourselves, everybody. Bracing. I didn't even get... Normally, I get the country's national anthem where this comes from. Um, There's a story that I heard on another podcast, and I feel like I'd bring it to the table. But since Jai's not here, I'll be the only one that gets the comedic value out of it, I think. Or maybe. I don't know. I'm interested. All right, well, the headline is... A man has penis chopped off after doctor's uh, medical mistake ends an amputation disaster. No. How do you stuff that up? Well, yeah. A surgeon in Italy will be investigated by the country's top health officials after he removed a man's penis. The um, big word here, urologist removed the man's family jewels after he wrongly diagnosed him with a cancerous tumour. No. What? The unnamed. Oh, you'd be livid, wouldn't you? (laughs) Livid? I... Noblis? (laughs) Noblis? Oh, Scott. The unmanned patient had his uh, surgically removed uh, at a hospital in Italy, November 13, 2018. So quite an old news story, but it's just come up again, guessing because it's being investigated. I have so many questions. Well, keep reading. The ill-fated procedure occurred after the urologist incorrectly diagnosed the patient, uh, understood to be a man aged in his late 60s, one month before the amputation occurred. Despite... Uh, the misdiagnosis, the amputation went down without a hitch, so at least they got that bit right. Probably not the piece, <laughs> not the piece you want to muck up, though. Doctors made the... My news is, song's about to run out. Um, doctors made the sickening discovery uh, during a post-op analysis of the man's now-mutilated member. In a gut-wrenching moment, doctors were found there was no tumour at all, and he had, <laughs> had removed the man's perfectly healthy for no reason at all. The mortified patient is now seeking compensation in the wake of the massive medical stuff-up. Uh, as per the ABC report, the doctor responsible uh, for the disastrous misdiagnosis will now have to front court to face down a judge and the man who has his, oh, that's a better word, tallywhacker removed due to his incredible error. Uh, lawyers for the injured man understood to be aged around 69, uh, Claim that the stuff up was caused by mistakes that occurred during preliminary. Can't even say the word. Preliminary. That's the one. Testing stages, uh, which led to the mistaken tumor diagnos diagnos. It's another word I can't say. Diagnosis. 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 Did you go to school? I teach them well in New Zealand schools. (laughs) Well, at least I know more words. So yeah. there you go. There was a similar case actually in the US where um, an Alabama had the opposite, uh, police in uh, Alabama had the opposite issue uh, where someone discovered a human penis at a petrol station. Oh, Why like person? I'll stop reading this. Yeah. Now I have my... questions about that. <laughs> so, one little bit of a contradiction there. They keep saying the young man, and Key he's word. like 60. Keyword, contradiction. <laughs> oh, shut up. Get it. <laughs> but, like, how do, you, how do you F that up? Yeah. How? Like, it's not exactly a, a big part of the body <laughs> to confuse with having a tumour in it or not. 
I mean, you have to go through so many scans and X-rays. Yeah, X-rays a bloody thing. Well, they would have had to to diagnose. Imagine that's mm. diagnosing. Like, I was about to say. Oh, did they just mess up? You know everything. Clearly, his <laughs> set to a tumor. Like, how, how do you stuff that up? Like, oh no, come back, come back, come back, Katie. <laughs> Those with uh, small walnuts got it confused. Oh. <laughs> It's hard here. <laughs> anyway, I hope that's helped your day uh, yeah. listening to that story. And uh, all the blokes out there listening, just hold on to your members. Poor oh, bloke. Dear. Poor oh, bloke. Members. Oh, hopefully right. the co- compensation was good enough. Imagine waking up from the operation, though. Well, I guess we would have to. <laughs> well, the first thing you do is check your junk. Oh, dear. <laughs> But imagine the compensation you'd get. We'd have to uh, revisit that sto- new story in the new year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Good times. Yeah. Ooh. I want to know if he wins. He, obviously, he will. But, like, the amount. Hmm. We'll do some research, come back next week. So, wait, can he still pee? Uh, I have to discuss this with um, with Jai. Can he still pee? Yeah. Well, I don't Hey, I, look, I, I just bring you the news, all right? I don't bring you the well, facts. I have more questions. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll move to You're the next listening segment. to the best of the Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. The boys will be back the 7th of January, 2024. It's our very first story time. Um, is introducing and going through uh, a little bit about each other. And now for the serious stuff. It's Scott and Jai's story time. I like those little recordings. Yeah, they're a bit weird. So. <laughs> we'll tweak them up a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so this week's uh, story time. Hi, my name's Scott. I'm 32 years old. Um, originally from New Zealand. Up the waz. <laughs> um, moved over to Australia uh, back in 2007, 2008. Start again, essentially. Moved over here um, to be with my parents. Shout out to my mum and dad. I would not be sitting here today without them, without their uh, support, their love, and just everything that they have done. I mean, I could we could do a whole podcast on that, yeah. um, but I don't want to get too much into that uh, at the moment. So I moved over here from uh, New Zealand. Uh, actually, you met my brother. I lived with my mum and dad and my brother. We lived... The big rig. The big rig. We need to get him on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I think it'd be an absolute laugh. <laughs> Holy, um, he is so funny. But him and I, um, like, we're best mates. We lived together and we used to get up to some mischief. Uh, stuff I could that, imagine. St- yeah. <laughs> I could only imagine. Basically, from there, I got married in 2008 uh, to my first wife. Um, we had two children together. Um, and unfortunately, due to circumstances um, on both sides, you know, because a marriage breakup just isn't one-sided, uh, in 2013, we separated. And then I met my now partner in 2013 while I was working uh, in in Rocky. Um, and she moved down to Brisbane. And I still remember the day that she met my dad and my dad said to her, are you ready? And... You know, again, we've gone through some stuff as well, you know, dealing with 
my ex-wife um, and the challenges that that has when you have that came forward from that. Yeah, that that you have with with separated families. You know, you're trying to mix. You know, because my ex-wife had a partner, I had a new partner. We still had the two kids. We had two more kids coming along. My ex-wife had her own child coming along as well. Um, it was all very, very hard to kind of put it all together. And then we made the decision um, to move back to Rockhampton, uh, basically right after we had had our first child. And later podcasts, we'll get, get into all that sort of stuff. And that's basically how you and I met. We went through a, through a temporary separation um, and John and I... Time. Yeah, and John and I moved in together and what a time that was. Oh, the batch pad. We could have had... <laughs> we could have done a whole podcast on the batch pad. Yeah. Um, we did the COVID, you know. We did the COVID lockdowns together. They, I tell you what, were an absolute highlight of my life. Yeah. Uh, I know the first time we went into COVID lockdown... Um, it was because I'd been to a. Remember when we had that the the QR codes and you had to check in everywhere. Yeah. And you had, yeah. Sign in and all that sort of stuff. And I was driving back from Brisbane back to Rocky with Liam, and I remember getting the text message from Queensland Health saying, "Oh, you need to go and self isolate. You've been in a hotspot, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And you and I were in the jeep, and we had to drive sit in one of those drive through yeah testing CQ stations. Yeah. That was fun. The testing yeah. was shit, but well, we, that we was got fun. videos of it. Um, maybe if that's we can right. Find we filmed them, it. Yeah, we can, you know, upload them. It was like I don't know how I still feel about being violated in that way. Like that lady was not gentle by any means. She was like, I just lean back and then books. three, two, one, bang. Actually, yeah. it wasn't even a three, two, one. No, just straight in. I think she was having a bad day, and we got the front end of it. So that was the first. Um, that was the first COVID isolation. The second COVID isolation was when I actually got COVID, and we were locked in the house for seven days together. Yeah, I and, came home from work, and you said I had COVID. Yeah, had COVID. That was it. I had to yeah. work from home. Yeah, I had a week off from work, and then oh, that's right. And then as I was starting to feel a bit better, I think it might have been on the fourth day where um, we chased each other around the house with the Glen Twenty. Yeah, I just didn't want to get anything. I still touch wood. Um, haven't had COVID. And you know, it's a proud, proud moment. Did you actually get COVID at all? No. During- no? I still, to this day, have not had COVID. I don't know what it's like. There you go. I did. Like, there was one stage there that I thought I had it. When I, Remember when I went down and I was, like, real sick for 24 hours? Yep. Yeah, I thought, okay, okay, karma's come to bite me on the butt. Because I'm like... I used to gloat that, you know, it can't touch me. Um, but, yeah, that one time I was crook as a dog. But then, yeah, it was gone within 24 hours. It's just a bug and still to this day. Yeah. It still hasn't touched me. There you go. But back to you. Wait wait till it hits you. Uh, anyway, let's not do a whole segment on COVID. No, at least came to an end. We needed somewhere to live. Kate and I kind of worked out our, our things and we both moved into where we are now. Yeah, it was pretty funny actually because it was just it was so natural for me to follow. Yeah, so that's kind of like a quick um, that's a quick rundown of my life. There's actually there's there's bits and pieces that I've kind of missed out. I've sort of started the Australia stuff. There was a bit kind of before that, and there's a bit muddy. And I think we should save that for another podcast because I think that would be a great thing to talk about kind of later on down the track. 
Yeah. yeah keep, no, keep the content going. So. Yeah. Right, big fella. All right. Um, I'm Jai. I'm 29, uh, going on 30 in November. A bit about myself. I've definitely, myself, uh, faced some struggles um, growing up. At the age of 10, I had meningitis and um, was a pretty sick kid. Like, I lost all my memory and um, had to learn how to walk, talk, and start all over again. So I suffocated the left frontal lobe of my brain, which is uh, your learning um, emotions and all that. And then from there, um, you know, it was, it was a constant reminder from doctors that, you know, I'd always live in care, I'd never hold a job, never drive a car. Um, I was... Um, Taken off my mum. She was given a tough decision because of her uh, being a single mum. She had a high-needs kid and she needed to um, choose three kids or um, put one in care or quit her job and look after me full-time. As a single mum, I don't think that was an option. Which, I, it's funny, I, you know, I never understood that. So I was in my mid-twenties and we actually had a big conversation about how we both felt about that situation in our lives. Uh, I couldn't love my mum any anymore, like obviously like any relationship. Um, we, we, we've had our ups and downs and we've had our arguments, but you know, my mum's one of my best friends. You know, we butt heads sometimes, but that's just how it goes. It just makes the relationship stronger, I guess, between us. We um, definitely, and I, I wouldn't. Couldn't even say I could be more proud of my mum and who she is as a person because a lot of who I am today is because of her. But so I went through uh, foster care. I went through a few different foster homes and then I met my foster mum and I was with her till I was about 14. And then I went into residential care, which was essential, just boys, Um, which kind of was my downhill to life. Um, There was a lot of, you know, fighting and stuff, and, you know, by the age of 15 and 16, I attempted to take my own life, and just wasn't happy where I was, um, thankfully, I'm still here today, otherwise, we wouldn't be, I wouldn't know you, mate, and, um, but fast forward a little bit, when I was 18, my mum <laughs> gave me the option to get on a train, or she'd come pick me up, and move to Alpha, to help me clean my life up, and, um, be forever grateful for that, because, um, I was running around with a a lot of not nice people and, you know, they they were in it for them and I, at that time in my life, I couldn't really see it. So I moved to Alpha. And Alpha is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's a small town. Shout out to all the Alpha people. And then from Alpha, I worked in a small town again, half an hour outside of Emerald called Springshaw for Coal City Drilling and then um, eventually made my way to Moorumbah and then from Moorumbah... Mum brought a house and graced me just outside of Rocky. Um, yeah, it, it was really good, actually. Like, And that I guess that's where I just started building friends and um, fixing my own life up and, um, you know, starting to find who I was as a person and just uh, focusing on me. I think my biggest motivation is people telling me I can't do something. Uh, that's something that I um, always focus on. You tell me I can't do something, I'm going to goddamn well do it. I don't know. I guess you could call it a trigger for me. If you don't, um, if you tell me I can't do it, I, I want to do it even more. But yeah, that's a bit of my background. Um, I'm all about helping other people. Um, I use this term quite often. It's um, what Australia was 
made on, I guess, like me growing up, like where I grew up on the Sunshine Coast. I always had my grandparents and my pop's mates around at the bowls club and they always helped each other and, you know, I guess I guess I took that on and I'm all about helping people um, because, you know, mates should always help mates. It's a give and take, obviously. You've got to remember that, you know, some people might take advantage of that, but as long as you remember you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart, I guess you can't really go astray because that's who you are. But, yeah, I'll most probably go a bit deeper dive into my background a bit later on. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much the fundamentals of... The nuts and bolts. Yeah, where I've come from. Um, absolutely, my favourite thing would most probably still today is the beach. I love the water. Is there something about the beach and the water and the calming and all that sort of stuff? Um, I don't know what it is. When I was a kid in residential, we had a house um, in Marichidor and it was only down the road from Alex Heads, which is a place on the Sunshine Coast in Marichidor. And um, I used to just go down to the beach and sit in the water and just think, I think it's just the... Th- uh, feeling of just no other sounds but the waves crashing and it's just you in the water. Hopefully you don't have what happened to Mick Fanning. Shark come up and drive at you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, like, well, talking about Mick Fanning, he's like one of, was one of my idols growing up. Absolute surf legend. Um, Travelled the world doing something that he loved and I think that's, you know, something I'm working towards and my goals are working towards building stuff that I love to do that I eventually want to step out of what I do and what I'm planning on doing for a job for a while to help me utilise getting more time to study um, is building something that I can do full-time that I love because I think that's what a job no longer becomes. You're listening to the best of the Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. The boys will be back the 7th of January, 2024. And that was the podcast for December 31, 2023. The best bits of the Scott and Jai Show Mates Helping Mates podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening this year. Um, It's been great bringing this podcast to you every week. I hope you enjoyed all the best bits from this week. So the podcast will be uploaded uh, in about half an hour's time and you can get that wherever you get your podcast, whether that be uh, Apple, Spotify, Google. There's a whole list. Um, Or you can go to shows.acast.com forward slash The Scott and Jai Show and all of our podcasts are there. We're also going to upload all the Christmas crackers and best bits um, of the year. Jai and I are back on the 7th of January, 2024, and we're hoping to make the podcast bigger and better uh, than ever before, and we can't do it without your support. So the other thing too is like and share on social media, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as well. Thanks again for listening. I hope you all have a great and safe new year. Don't party too hard. And again, Jai and I will be back on January the 7th, 2024 with the Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. Have a great week and we'll see you back on the 7th. That was the Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. Thanks for listening. Remember to download the Scott and Jai Show 
and follow them on social media at The Scott and Jai Show. Enjoy your week. Thanks for downloading The Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. Listen to The Boys Live on Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. on Radio X. How do you listen to Radio X? Go to radiox.com.au and click Listen Live. Turn up the volume with Radio X. Your ultimate rock destination. Tune in today at radiox.com.au. Radio X.